Okay, I'm here at Rebecca's. We're going to have a little conversation about being a Passover orphan. So let's talk about that first, Rebecca. How was it? Do you want to sound normal or do you want to sound like you're a radio caster? Because when you talked into the microphone, you sounded like you were um, like a news reporter. Well, thank you for directing me, Rebecca. Welcome to Life is Rich, the podcast, where one Jewish mom, that's me, Bonnie Rich, dishes tradition to her daughters. In season one, which we have named God, God Mom, Really? I'm taking my 20-something daughters, Rebecca and Leah, on a 40-day Jewish journey. It's at Leah's request, and you can hear about it in episode one. The podcast is a continuation of the story in our film, Life is Rich, and you can see the trailer for the film at lifeisrichfilm.com. We started our 40-day practice last week, and I assigned a daily pause. It was also the beginning of Passover. Our Passover seders were a big family gathering when the kids were growing up. But over the years, people moved away. My sister, her kids, Leah. So this year, my husband, my parents, and I spent Passover with my sister's family, and she lives out of state. And it was wonderful. We had four generations of the family there. But Rebecca and Leah couldn't make it, and it was a little weird not spending Passover with them. And this is what Rebecca and I were talking about in the intro. How was it being a Passover orphan this year? So last year, um, we all went to Rachel's family's for Passover. Rachel was in our film. She was the one with the adorable baby. And then this year they invited me again. So then I went with Rachel to her parents' Passover. Rachel's mom is Jerry. Her dad is Bob. Bob's long life friend Ray and his wife Debbie were there again, who we met last year. And we were sitting next to them. And Debbie was like, oh, I have to meet, set you up with my nephew. And I was like, Debbie, you said this last year. And I never met him. And she was like, I thought you had a boyfriend. And I was like, no, no, no. We were trying to figure out how to set it up. She's like, he'll be at the Seder tomorrow. We're having Seder at my house for the first time. You should come. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then she asked Rachel and Francis what they were doing. And it turns out everyone is free, including Rachel's parents. And she's like, you guys should all come together to the Seder. We can fit you guys onto our table. So first night I was at Jerry and Bob's and then second night we went to Ray and Debbie's and I met Ray and Debbie's family and it was a lot of fun. Like everybody was super welcoming. Just in general, we all felt like families and they were like, uh, it's so nice to bring two families together. And basically I'm Rachel's family. So, you know. So before the Passover Seders, you also went to a Gather DC happy hour, right? Oh, right. Gather DC is an organization for people in their 20s and 30s looking for Jewish connections in the DC area. So there was a lot of Judaism within that week. Jewish mingling, as we call it. So I feel like I'm trying to meet you guys where you are in this 40-day practice, and I don't even need to meet you because you're already into Jewish mingling. Right. (laughs) This is true. Plus, the Seder setup with the nephew did work out, so we'll see what happens there. 
Leah lives out in San Diego with her fiance, Eric, and her experience was different from Rebecca's. I've always loved Passover. It's definitely been one of my favorite holidays. And when I first moved to San Diego, you gave me a three-minute Passover Haggadah. And for two years, I used that. And I think I um, maybe for two years, I invited Stephanie over because she was living in San Diego. So I had at least two people. It was Stephanie and Eric. That would be cousin Stephanie. And then this past year, I mean, I dropped the ball. I didn't find a Passover Seder to go to, and I didn't invite anyone over. My intention was to buy a brisket, to like go through all that, and just have like a small Seder with me and Eric. And then, I mean, I didn't do it because Eric didn't want to do it. He didn't care either way. I mean, it sucked. I loved Passover. I really, really loved it. But I decided to watch The Prince of Egypt, which I was my favorite movie when I was in elementary school. And rewatching it as an adult is really interesting because it's actually a really dark movie. I mean, the story of Passover is pretty dark. But I felt like that was my like one Passover thing I did this year. I wish I could come home every year for Passover, but I can't. I need to figure out how to do Passover when I don't have a tribe here. I said to you before that I wasn't looking for a Jewish community right now. I'm not looking for the people. I'm just looking for the spirituality aspect of it. So that's on me for not, you know, seeking out a Passover Seder. But I I still want to do it at home. That's what I loved the most about it was the family. And like being at home, being comfortable with your family and eating your family's recipes. It's hard to be out there alone. I mean, Rebecca went to two satyrs, but she had a friend that pulled her in. If you would have had the same thing, you would have gone to a satyr. Of course. And then after, like, what was it, Friday night? So I taught Saturday morning. And then this uh, Jewish couple that comes to my class, they were like, well, if we knew you didn't have a satyr to go to, we would have invited you over. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, that's on me for not reaching out to other people and being like, I'm a Passover orphan. Can I come over? Indeed, our Passover Seder tradition is in transition. But I'm so glad it's a happy childhood memory that the girls want to continue as adults. Singing was a big part of our Seders, which brings me to this week's exercise. I want to make sure we keep this 40-day practice playful. So I'm taking inspiration from Rabbi Ben Shalva. He was one of the many cool rabbis I met while making our film Life is Rich. Rabbi Ben is a yoga teacher, author, and talented musician. He got an entire room of adults to sing This Little Light of Mine. The great Pete Seeger once said, there ain't no such thing as a wrong note just as long as you're singing. So don't worry about how you sound. No one's judging here. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. shine. 
But before I get into the exercise that I'm going to give Leah and Rebecca for the second week, let's see how week one went, where I assign a daily pause. I talked to Leah a couple days in because I was concerned that we had coerced Rebecca into joining our quest. I came to you like needing help, needing to like, I'm now interested in finding my Jewish spirituality. And Rebecca never came to you saying that she wanted that. So it's kind of us being like, okay, well, I'm doing this and you should try it with me. But she's not interested. But it's also exactly what Rabbi Shira said, which is, you know, meet meet them where they are. So it just shows like a very different perspective, especially when you've got like people your age and older who kind of just see millennials as these like, well, you just give up so easy and you don't have anything you believe in and there's nothing greater than you. You know, like millennials have such a stigma. And I think it's really interesting that me and Rebecca, we're both millennials and we both have such different perspectives on like life. I think it'll just be like also an eye opener that there are totally different kinds of millennials and like neither is wrong. Then around day four, I checked in with Rebecca to see if she was doing the daily pause. Okay, so the first day that I did it, I groaned because I was like, this is going to take a long time. And then I followed it and it felt like it was really long, but it really wasn't. And I do it before bed and I do it in my bed while I'm lying down, just in case that matters. Do you know how long it actually is? It's only like 30 seconds. So then, no. hold on. It's no. like a minute. It's two and is a half minutes. Well, you say at the beginning, it's just take two minutes. Yeah, it's, well, it, it felt like five the first time. So then the second time I did it, it didn't feel as long. And I did feel more relaxed. The second time, I still kind of like was like, oh, God, I have to do this again. But like Leah says we spend our time doing other things for two minutes why can't we just do it and then um yesterday i did it for the third time and i was like okay i gotta do it and it like felt really fast i don't feel different but i mean it didn't feel that i was just like okay i'm going to bed let me turn it on and then it like it felt less a lot of time but i think that's what you're trying to kind of get at Oh, I feel really weird when you say, when you, what is it? Um, Here I am. Do you feel weird when you say compassionate one? Here I am. It's weird when I, because the first time I didn't actually say it out loud. I just said it in my head. Oh, you don't have to say any of it out loud. You you can say it. I mean, I don't give instructions on it. So you could either say it to yourself or out loud. It's whatever you try out okay because the first time i didn't say it out loud and then the second time i did but it felt really weird saying it out loud it's like when you have us om right oming is weird too because i mean you do like mantras and you've had us do it before it always and it feels weird but i don't know if over time it will feel less weird I'm really happy that you're just trying it out. Like, that's really cool to me that you're just trying it out and that you found a time to do it. Leah, too, gave me an update four days in. I have been doing the practice and I've been doing it every single day. I've been in like a really good mental space lately. 
Um, So adding in a little bit of meditation has helped even more and it's really helped me be more productive and really focus on the things that fulfill me because I can kind of, I can, I can say, okay, I am feeling, uh, I'm feeling overwhelmed and feeling kind of blue. Let me take a pause. I think this will help me balance just everything. Tasks, emotions, yeah, just like balance. Later in the week, the three of us checked in through the magic of the internet. Rebecca, you and I had a midweek check-in and we had a lot of fun having dinner at Kava, which is kosher for Passover because one of us is keeping it. So how did your rest of the week pauses go? It was fine. I like knew I had to do it before bed. I didn't really have too much of a problem with my brain wandering. So the I guess the second half of the week kind of tapered off and I would notice right before going to bed that I hadn't done it that day. So I would get it done right before bed, which was great and fine because I really need something to wind me down. But I had it scheduled in my planner at different times that would work for my life schedule. And then it still doesn't get done. So that was frustrating. I mean, I want to keep sticking to it because I don't think, you know, seven days is long enough to really create that habit. The other thing is, I I think what we want to do is just also celebrate our successes that you actually took time to pause at all this week. So that's pretty cool. I was going to introduce this week's activity. Wait, can I say something really quick? I just thought of. Yes. Even though it's just been a week, I think this practice has just enforced what I already believe in a higher being. Like it hasn't changed, but it's like just reinforced it. I still don't think of it as like this outer body energy. I still think of it as like this light inside of me. Uh, So the two and a half minute pause was just like a moment of being with myself And I like that it was like being one with the universe because we're all like interconnected by our energies. That's my, that's like what I've always thought. And so the meditations just enforced it. Um, And then I watched the movie Prince of Egypt. And that was all the godliness that I thought when I was a kid, which is like this man who's like a burning bush and he like talks to people like actually talks to people. Um, That's what I always thought God was as a kid. And like when I watched that movie, I was like, no, no, no. Like that's still like, that's not what I believe God is. Although I I watched, I watched Prince of Egypt recently and God never talks in the movie. Yeah, he does. He's a burning bush. He doesn't talk though. He does. No. He talks to Moses and he says... No, I don't I don't think so. Like, I want you to yes. go back and watch the movie. Moses hears... Leah something. and I are oh, confident women, so this yeah, went yeah. on for I several minutes. I have to watch, I watch the movie. I watched the movie too. I'm going to go... I want... We need to go back and check that because I think I'm right. I still think I'm right. Of course right. you do. I was absolutely wrong. I was remembering that you don't see God. God was not an old man with a beard, but yes, God does talk in a serious male voice. Eventually, we got back on track. Some advice that I received was to not really talk about 
trying to make you believe anything in particular about God, just to open the conversation of exploring what different things might resonate with you. So for this week's exercise, we're going to take inspiration from Rabbi Ben Shalva, who is singing this little light of mine to a room of adults as he does in the film. Well, I'm going to just say what I'd like you to do. And if this doesn't work for you, then adjust it. So (laughs) this is really hard. The exercise is to sing one song out loud in the morning that is either this little light of mine or inspired by a summer camp song. It's some childhood song that makes you, that brings you joy. And you can sing along with a music track, but I want you to sing it out loud and I want you to not multitask. I want you to take two and a half minutes to just sing that song. I'd also like you to watch a four minute cartoon from Bim Bomb about the Torah portion on creation and light. I'd still like you to take a two minute or longer daily pause. It doesn't have to be the same script from last time. So set a timer for two minutes, focus on your breath. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out and welcome your inner child. So when your thoughts start to stray, welcome your inner child for a tiny play date. And then if you'd like to take some notes on how that worked out for you, we can talk about it next week. And finally, if you feel so inclined, this is optional, light Shabbat candles on Friday night. And of course, I can post the video with Rachel and Roxanne if you or anyone needs a tutorial on the blessing. So the rules are the same as last week. No multitasking during this exercise. Questions? <laughs> I don't have any questions. I I want I want to multitask. Like I want to sing this little light of mine on my way to work. I'm also trying to figure out when I'm gonna do it. It's a two and a half minute song. Wake up two and a half minutes early. It's not easy when you're already waking up at five a.m. It's, yeah, it's not as easy as you say it is. I mean, when would you want to sing? I think singing out loud is a very important part of this practice. So I'd like to find some way to do it. Yeah, I think like, I think I maybe want to do it before bed. Or like, why do you, why do we have to do it when you tell us to do it? Be, because like wow, me and Rebecca don't work conventional nine to five jobs. So I think when it's like, oh, do it before work, like that works really well for someone who doesn't have to go to work till 9 a.m. But when we already have to be at work at 5.30 in the morning, it's like stressful to think about doing something other than putting my clothes on and leaving the house. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, yeah. This little light of mine, I'm gonna Will the girls play along? Or will they rebel because I'm being too childish? Tune in next week to find out. And that's our show for this week. If you'd like to find out more about Life is Rich, the film that inspired this podcast, 
go to lifeisrichfilm.com. You can also find out about joining our Life is Rich Dishing Tradition screening tour, where we bring the film and our mother-daughter comedy stylings to your organization. All right, so now I'm going to put a little challenge in there. I'm going to do this again, and I want you to think about how you sang the last few verses, and uh, is there any place in your body, any place in your heart, or any place in your soul that maybe has been holding back, that didn't want to join in on that last one, that said, you know what, this is fine, and it's, he's a nice guy, and you know, he's got that, you know, crocheted keep and all, that's good, and that's, and I'm having a good time and all, but you know, this, this is fine, it's a little hokey, but fine, but you know, I don't think I want to go there quite yet. So just think about there, and maybe you want to move one inch closer. Let's try it, here we go. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Oh yeah, this little light of mine. And if you'd like to find out more about Rabbi Ben Shalva, or our music by the Casco Bay Tumblers, check out the links in our show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Sounds great. Sounds great. All around the world. All around the world. I'm a lettuce hotel and now all around the world. I'm gonna let it sing out now all around the world. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Alright, one more time. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Right.